Captain's Log Supplemental. Fascinating. Ice out. Live long and prosper. But it's a mystery. I don't like mysteries. Give me a bellyache and I got a beauty right now. Four phases locked and ready to fire, sir. In the hands of an adolescent. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Freeze frame. <laughs> Do you even know what that is? Freeze frame. No. No. Jay Giles band. Who? Wow. <laughs> you know, you know the song Centerfold? My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. Uh-uh. Angel is the centerfold. Na 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 na. Really? Then na na. I was gonna say you gotta be like the only person <laughs> over thirty on the planet that doesn't know that fucking song. Even Meg knows that song. I only know that song because you guys play that song in your cover bands. You don't know it from the radio? Probably not, no. My God, <laughs> y'all need to get out more. Swear to God. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, guys? So, not much. Talking about some music that we have no. Well, I don't know. What else is new? I mean, to, like nine tenths of the time, I talk about music. It's stuff you like guys what? don't know. Oh man! Welcome back, everybody. We are Geeking Poetic Podcast. Of course, I am one of your hosts. I am Larry Roberts. Across the hall, posers exit the hall. <laughs> Wimps and posers exit the hall. Exit the hall. Uh, quoting Manowar, but yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> I never know if it's right over left or left over right. I, so I, my Manowar card is going to get stolen from me. Here. I, 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 I think I think it's this. No, I'm just kidding. Manowar is cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so across from me, we have none other than Vito Marchese. And then uh, the uh, angel in the centerfold, apparently, <laughs> in the middle here, even though she doesn't really know the song, supposedly. I do know it because you guys play it, so I'm familiar with it that way. Boy, oh boy. Not in its original version. That's because almost every channel that she has programmed in her car is country, like every country music station. So if they did like a country music version of Centerfold, she'd be like, I'd know it then. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know that one. Anyway, I'm Megan Guest. (laughs) Megan. And this is Trekking Poetic. A retrospective. <laughs> we still got to come up with our explosion intro. We're sure never. Do. We say that every time. It's never going to happen. We're like, like our many, last episode. Yeah, we'll finally come up with it. We're like, how many episodes in now? Ten or eleven? Eleven. Something like eleven. That. Jeez, yeah. man. Eleven episodes in, and we're st- we're never going to make it. You know, when we need to make it for the very last for like episode seventy nine, we need to finally make it, and then. Be like, that's awesome. Now we're never going to use it again. Dude, we're only a seventh into this. <laughs> it's going to be it's a, only going to get better. It's going to be a long time before you get to your next gen, guys. I know. We need to pick it up. Yep. But, well, you know, we've been busy, man. It's been busy times. But, Stuff's been going on. Yep, it sure has been. But Not warm weather, but. 
Don't even. I know. Get, let's, I know. Let's not even talk about the weather. Besides, people apparently log off when you start talking about the weather. Right? Okay. When people do small talk, <laughs> I log off immediately. It's like, well, then you're a jag off because you miss all sorts of good shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, don't be so fucking impatient. Fucking internet, whomever. You know. Whomever. Was that one of our things? No, oh, no. Okay. It was some we were reading somewhere where somebody was saying, like, I hate it when I log into a podcast and they just chit chat for the beginning. I'm like... Sorry that we don't log in, and right away we're like, "Welcome to Geeky Poetic." We're talking about Star Trek. Captain Kirk doesn't wear a shirt, and there's a weird little alien guy with a bald head that doesn't have his own voice, and he almost kills him, but he doesn't. What'd you think of it? It was awesome. All right, cool. See you next time. There you go. Make sure you like and subscribe. Don't forget, next week we're gonna have a giveaway for an Xbox. You can go log into those channels all you want, man. We're we'll just be here with our 120 some odd subscribers <laughs> and just talk. be happy with what we have exactly yeah. yeah exactly we're just here for the fun of it anyway but uh speaking of little bald weird aliens this episode keep that, it r or keep it r-rated <laughs> keep it what is, what is it pg <laughs> i was gonna say why because this one has kids in it so we have to keep it pg is that yeah. it okay all right. Well, the the little penis headed kid that uh, <laughs> is on the other ship. Yeah, this episode is the Corbamite maneuver. Um, before we get into any of it, like usual, just right off the bat, cutting to the quick. Vito, what did you think of it? Boring. You thought it was boring? Fuck yeah, I did, dude. Yeah, I didn't like this one at all. I didn't think <laughs> it was boring. <laughs> yeah, and the ending, I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll touch on that one. I didn't. Okay. Well, anyway, Megan, <laughs> what did you think? Um, I would probably put this middle lower. Middle lower. Okay. It was a little slow paced. Yeah. Not much going on. Just, just a little. Just a little. <laughs> it was suspenseful. It was supposed to be suspenseful. I think it's suspenseful at all, man. Well, we'll we'll get into maybe some of the the. <laughs> The wherewithals and whys of this episode when we start talking a little bit more. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't know if I'd put it middle lower, but I think it's a solid middle okay. for me so far. You know, I didn't I like watching this one. There's things about it that make me laugh, you know, <laughs> kind of like how you feel about like Charlie X. Yeah. How you're like, oh, it's a shitty episode, but it makes me laugh. It's like, that's kind of how I feel about this one is there's a lot of like little things that just make me laugh. Like speaking of like. I mentioned uh, earlier uh, before we start recording Mystery Science Theater. Mm -hmm. Like this, if I was going to do a Mystery Science Theater type uh, watch party kind of thing for a Star Trek episode, this would be one of them that I would choose because there's just so many nuggets in here that I'm like, we'll get into it. But anyway, yeah, I, I it's definitely not one of their best, but. I think that there's reasons for that, though. Um, first of all, uh, Meg, when did this episode get released? Uh, November 1966. Okay. So this was the 10th episode released. However, this was the first official episode filmed. I was going to say, because the horrors were in like a gold dress, right? Everything's out of whack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the the bars and stuff where they tell the ranks that's out of whack. Some of them are wearing, um, got the new uniforms with the black collars and stuff, but yeah. other ones don't have it. Yeah. Because they're wearing the leftovers. And I think um, Sulu's 
um, was like retrofitted to him from the the pilots and everything, mm. so it wasn't done correctly or properly, oh, I see. and it looks kind of wonky on him and stuff. So, All right. yeah, you you could tell this is the first, yeah, or it, one of the first at least. Yeah, it. They filmed this right after they filmed the second pilot. Okay, mm-hmm. right after uh, where No Man's Gone before. Yeah, I think they started filming in May. Right, and part of the reason why this was held back for so long was because the effects for this believe it or not for as boring or whatever as you want to say this episode is the effects were so involved that it took them that long to be able to like get them done right mm-hmm. i think that's yeah the way that's it, correct yeah um yeah because they had like the, the borak guy yeah not the real guy but the puppet guy and like it was the first phaser shoot also okay uh, the ship? not borak yeah. balak balak yeah borak was another guy and yeah, then there's Borat. Right. <laughs> Your enterprise is a very nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they had to hold this off for a long time and it suffers, I think, because of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just put that stuff in After Effects. I don't know why it took them so long to get the effects done, no? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not sure they had the same thing in 1966. We're a little spoiled. Could be wrong. <laughs> I think we're a little spoiled, man, <laughs> with the the way it's so easy for us to do. It's so easy for us to do stuff, you know. It's already a preset. You can just put it in. I mean, it's so right. dumb. Right. Like, we just started using videoblocks.com. Yep. We're not being paid to say this. This is not a paid advertisement. I, I wish. We, yeah. we yeah. pay for That'd it. That would be nice. Yeah, we pay for it. But we use videoblocks. Uh, so just a little shout out there because... It's awesome. Like, we were so excited with the way it works and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, like, just to think how long it takes to make something like that. Like, first of all, you get the Enterprise that starts, they're just trying to map starfields, mm-hmm. right? And then they suddenly get attacked by the Nintendo uh, GameCube logo, <laughs> right? Isn't mm-hmm. it a Nintendo GameCube? What is that? That's that- To me, it looked like a board game dice with the little colors on on each side that's what it looked to me like so it's like mm-hmm. aliens were playing like D yeah, or something and they just launched and made their ship out of this dice that, Sp- that's what it looked like to me space D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well clint howard was up there like rolling you know trying mm-hmm. to be like you know i am wizard master you know <laughs> but um yeah so they got so they try to shoot the nintendo logo and end up blowing that up supposedly pissing off these aliens because wasn't it like a border buoy or something yeah. like that? Yeah, they sent a warning buoy. A warning buoy. <laughs> you blew up my warning buoy! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, first of all, before we get it, so if you can, all you guys, what are positives about this episode? Were there any positives? I thought the Bailey character is pretty entertaining. Yeah. You know, we talked about this before. Did you get the feeling at the end when uh, Bailey, when Kirk immediately is just like, oh, well, maybe we could. Yeah, maybe we can send (laughs) uh, one of our people to go, you know, uh, traverse the universe with you. And he's like, what about Lieutenant Bailey? And he was like, I'd love to do that. And he's like, oh, you know, he's like. You know, it works and I'll get a better officer in the end. Did you get the feeling that it was like a double coming back? Yeah, it was like a double (laughs) entendre there because it was like 
he said that in a way that you think like, well, all of his experience is going to make Bailey a better officer. But I think he's saying, no, once we get rid of him, I'm going to replace this motherfucker with a better better officer. (laughs) Kirk Kirk hates Bailey. It's pretty obvious. I don't know if Bailey's trying to move in on a woman that Kirk's trying to get with on the ship or something, but he does not like Bailey at all. He shuts down every single idea Bailey comes up with. Because Bailey's a douche. The first scene, his first line is him going, three days of this star mapping. And it's like, it's your job. This was just supposed to be. What did you think it was going to be? And then here's the thing. So then you could even rationalize it out. Well, you know, he's like a. He wants action. He's a cowboy, man. He wants, you know, he wants some action. Then as soon as they get any action, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Like, we're going to die. die. It's like. He definitely failed his psych exam at the academy. (laughs) All right, I'll give you that. I mean, what? How? Yeah. I mean, McCoy even. bipolar. Right. Yes, and Mc- yeah, well, McCoy called him out on it. McCoy was talking to Kirk and was just like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this Bailey man. I think you, uh, you promoted just this gun too soon on yeah. that one." And Kirk's just like, oh, you know, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "And you know that if it was like now, because they couldn't say things or they, back then, and you know now, McCoy'd be like, this fucking shit nut is completely like half out of his mind. Like one minute, like, and I love how they're have." The- that's what I'm saying. Another thing that's funny to me about this episode, Bailey's just comedy throughout. Mm-hmm. But I love when McCoy and Kirk are having that conversation about Bailey and saying, like, I don't know. And the whole time they're doing it, they're listening to him over the comm. You can hear Bailey, yeah. like, giving the <laughs> And it's hilarious. Like, watch it again and listen to him in the background. In the background, he's just, like, freaking out. And he's just like, come on. What, what are we doing? Like... Come on, I asked for those. Come on, chop, chop, come on. Like, and, it's, and the whole time, and then, like, as he's like freaking out on the comm and everything, Kirk's just like, You think I've been wrong too? And it's like, Yeah, yeah, man. yeah maybe a little bit. You promote him a little <laughs> bit, a little bit fast. You know, he's like, Yeah, and the whole time you just hear Bailey on the comm in the background, just like, Jesus Christ, I don't know what to do. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know? So. So yeah, from a from an entertainment standpoint, Bailey's great. Yeah, Bailey's great. And I mean, so what about what about you? Any other uh, positives you can think of off the top of your head? No. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, Baylock, the the Clint uh, Howard dude. That laugh. I was like, ah, oh, no, I'm just by myself. I was like, what was with that fucking laugh? What the whole thing? Then- what was with him in general? Like, why did we need? It was so short and didn't make any fucking sense, dude. Then they just ended the episode. Hey, look, like, don't don't get me make wrong. don't make don't bag on him because he's short. Okay? I'm not because I love <laughs> I love Clint Howard. He was great in the Ice Cream Man. He was great in Carnosaur. Like, uh, I love seeing him on the screen. Rock and Roll High School. I haven't seen that one yet. It's good. Okay, but I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was in two different Star Treks too. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety five and two thousand eighteen, I think, or seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in Solo. He was, he was. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. You were saying so. <laughs> were saying. Your problem with Baylock is, I just I didn't know why we needed him at the end. I would have much preferred just the puppet thing. Even though when they walked on the ship and they cut to that static puppet, <laughs> I literally laughed out loud. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? Is this? <laughs> I thought it was kind of a cool idea and I I got the point that they were trying to make of like sometimes 
you know, you can be so scared of what you what you can't see, you know. It, I mean, all it, what was it? It was it was the man behind the curtain, Wizard of Oz, yeah. you know, kind of thing, you know, just like, you know, and Bailey through the whole episode getting all worked up thinking this is like the worst threat they've ever encountered. And it's a fucking little bald kid with bad teeth and a big puppet, you know, <laughs> on the note of un- not understanding what his point was, I'm kind of with you about the ending in that. I didn't quite understand what the point was of the whole exercise on Balak's part, you know, that, well, it was a test. It was all a test and everything. And it's like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like you couldn't have at least first sort of sent out some sort of warning buoy greeting. Well, well, but here's the thing. (laughs) You put out a fucking warning buoy. Maybe you should let people know it's a fucking warning buoy. Like, what if it was like a thing that wasn't just a spinning Nintendo cube, but like came out like and and like sent a message that is like, hey, you're you're trespassing into this. You know, this is protected space, blah, 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 this and that. If you do this, then, you know, you're it's it's an act of uh, aggression, blah, blah, blah. You don't just send this fucking thing out. It's emitting radiation. And going to threaten, you know, and God knows it's going to threaten pro- radiation and it's probably going to threaten just about any kind of ship that's going to come through there. Right. So they blow it up. know that he's an alien. He's like a humanoidist type alien. I mean, like he should have, you know what I'm saying? Like there was just a lack of logic there that I'm like, okay. And then even like all the shit he put him through, he put them through like that ship could have like the enterprise could have like blown up when they were trying to break away and everything. And those engines were overheating. And then what? And then he'd just be like, Oh damn, I didn't really want him to die. The ship was out of his territory. What does he care then? Well, then he's, but that's what I'm saying. He's a little insensitive asshole. You know, what should have happened is once they ran into the pollen spore, whatever the fuck. Oh, that that big, that that big mad ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they should have gone on the ship with him and then spend the next half of the episode learning about him and finding out that, hey, you know what? What if we learn from each other and we'll do a crewman swap? That would have made more sense than just throw it in in the last three minutes of the episode. Well, I agree. The problem is, and I can tell you right now why that didn't happen that way, is because it would have cost more and taken more time because yeah. it would have required more special effects, mm-hmm. more sets to be built. You know, I, I that's why I'm saying I, I think that this episode suffers from the fact of being when it was made and i think the problem is that after you've seen some of these other episodes already like good ones you know naked time and 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 uh i mean even to us you know even to a certain degree episodes like miri and stuff where they like obviously had better effects and they went to other mm-hmm. locations and stuff this was just so primitive that it really suffers from it and that's what I'm saying. Now, see, when I started watching these, I know I brought this up before, but I'll say it again. When I started watching these again when I was a teen, when these came out on video, they released them in the order that they were filmed. So I would sit down and watch uh-huh. them, and I would watch the first one I would watch was Where No Man's Gone Before, and then I would watch The Corbomite Maneuver, and then I would watch uh, The Man Trap or whatever it was. And then mm-hmm. I would. And when you watch them in that order, 
it, I just had this conversation the other day talking with somebody about how the order in which you watch or listen to something can greatly impact your impression of it. That's why even though now it's kind of a lost art because of things like Netflix where you can just jump around and watch whatever you want mm-hmm. or things like iTunes where you can listen to podcast episodes or album tracks in whatever order you want to. It's it's gotten a little bit lost, but there was some, there is a rhyme and reason to things coming out in order, you know. I honest to god feel like if you would start watching these Trek episodes in the order that they were made, I'm not necessarily saying, oh, you'd like it better or you would think it's less boring, but I think it would be less jarring. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. To go from that, you know, to go from episodes, good episodes like Dagger of the Mind and th- and Naked Time and stuff, and then to take this huge step backwards mm-hmm. with Corbomite Maneuver. Maybe that's part of why I'm a little more forgiving of it than you guys, because I I still think of it in my head is like, oh, it's an earlier episode. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, I'll rambling on about that. But <laughs> um, any other interesting notes to uh, point out, Megan, about this? Um, It's been it and parodied many times. The oh, Simpsons yeah. have parodied <laughs> Did a parody on it, or Mr. Burns? <laughs> I remember. Baylock. Yeah, they had Mr. Burns as Baylock. Uh, that's that's awesome. Um, Futurama did the same thing with well, Kiff as Baylock. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, obviously, Clint came back and reprised his role as Baylock for at the Shatner Shatner's. roast. Yeah, yeah they roast. did. They did the celebrity roast nice. of William Shatner, and Clint Howard was on there doing the the Baylock thing. And- and it's funny you mentioned that you you rank it so high because the critics and everything rank it high as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This it's is a, a popular highly ranked episode. episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. surprised no, the, when I read that too. I was like, really? That they really think this is that high up there? But apparently so. The only reason I would rate it high is if you give that guy who's wearing that Titanic life preserver <laughs> a really big credit. You know, when the ship's rocking and they just cut to the dude and he's the only guy wearing this. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you wearing, man? What? <laughs> See. All right. Well, here's another thing I like about the episode, since we're talking about why people rank it high. One of the things I like and what's kind of cool is this is one of the first episodes where they f- feature Kirk's um, uh, cunningness with, in terms of being able to bullshit his mm-hmm. opponent. And use it, I mean, and that became such a Kirk thing, you know, to be able to... To bluff to his bluff. way out of space. Yes, yeah. exactly. He did that with Khan. He's done that. He did it later with Corbinites. With Corbinite the, um, with uh, the um, Romulans. Yeah, the Romulans. Yes, yes, exactly. In a later episode, he brings up Corbamite again. Corbamite doesn't even fucking exist. He made this shit up, man. <laughs> you know? And that's what I'm saying. And so, like, I, that's cool. Like, I like that whole idea of him... Like being able, you know, it's it's just one of those things that's like, well, what makes Kirk stand out, you know what I mean, from other captains and stuff is like, he's a sly dude, man. Like he's a good, you know, like he says in it, it's not, you know, he's, he's a good poker player, man, mm-hmm. you know. It's like we're not playing chess, we're playing poker. Right. He puts on his poker face, poker face. Sorry. I like how McCoy... 
kind of, I don't know, stands up for himself, does court martial worthy things just to get the captain to do his physical finally. He's like, I'm just going to mute this red alert going on here. He doesn't need to know about that right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> and he talks back to him when the captain yells at him. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why didn't you tell me? He's like, how else was I going to get it done? Yeah. Every light that went off in this in <laughs> sick bay, I'd never get anything done. Yeah. So we had more of Kirk with the weird boxes in the wall. Yeah. Had doing the, those like presses or whatever. Yeah. With no shirt on. With the... <laughs> man. Oh, man. Yeah. They, was he they, like oh, a sex stud back in the sick? Oh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just had the, what I laughed about that whole thing was just like, so, OK, he had no shirt on and he uh, gets this distress call, this warning call thing, alarm going off. So he's like, oh, I got to go. So he doesn't like towel off and put his uniform shirt back on. No, he I'm going to go traipse through all the hallways. <laughs> he, he drapes the uniform shirt over his shoulders and then they do a long Shot. I mean, they follow him all the way, like walking <laughs> out of the doctor's office, walking down the hallway, turns the corner, blah, 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 like following the whole way. So all sorts of people wearing back and forth. He's sweaty, like he's all sweaty and stuff. He's got this shirt, you know, who, you know, what a what an example you're setting. Yeah. You know, does he ever go like, you know, yeoman, you know, straighten up that uniform? It's like, dude, you're wearing your fucking uniform shirt over your around your neck like it's a towel and you're sweaty walking around the hallways. Like, how is that appropriate? It Can just you... reminds me of like some next gen episodes where on the ho- where they're on the holodeck and they're still in uniform, but they have to rush the bridge to do something. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in, I think, Generations, the movie where Data's in like this French like. Yeah. And he walks under the bridge with this huge sword and he literally <laughs> gives it to a crewman and goes to a station. The crewman looks at it and then he walks out. Like, <laughs> right. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. It's, you know, it's far from a perfect episode. That's why I would say it's like a middling episode. But I, I, I liked it more than you guys did, obviously. It was the first one to introduce the um, the skirt uniform with the low necklines for the oh, women. I'm glad they did that. And, you yeah. Know, I, I, so it's like right, Vito's going to like that. <laughs> Although they were all really loose on everybody. Yeah. They weren't very fitting. Yeah. And Aurora didn't have a red one yet. Right, yeah. But they did just introduce in this one as well the red uniforms. Okay. Okay. The tunic tops and all that stuff. Uh, speaking of the dresses, it made me think of uh, Rand. And everything, and man, Kirk was a jerk to her again in this episode. <laughs> With the she, salad and yeah. all that. Yeah. Just because she gets... She like, stop hovering over me. <laughs> stop hovering <laughs> over me. Doing it's her like... job. Just fucking eat it, <laughs> exactly. you bastard. Right. <laughs> She's Because the doctor's making her do it. Right. Yeah, I love how McCoy then, when she was like, oh, do you want something? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like... <laughs> and that salad was a whole lot better than the, the square cube colorful shit they usually that have. Play-Doh yeah. That play-doh that they normally yeah, the play-doh they have to eat. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what that play-doh tastes like, though. I don't know, man. It doesn't look very good. No, it doesn't look appetizing, but it might taste like the Maybe. bomb, you know? like. Yeah, anything else to note about this? Um, This is also the first one where Kirk does his monologue in the beginning. The space, the final frontier. Oh, okay. And it was the first one... Um. Spock and McCoy, whenever it shows the alien on the screen, they're supposed to be scripted to be like fearful of it, have a f- fearful reaction to it. But they pulled Spock aside. He's like, okay, you're not going to do that. Instead, you're just going to say fascinating. And fascinating. that started mm. like that side of his character. Okay. 
Right. So that was his first time doing fascinating. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, like when they zoom up on that giant mad ball and everything. <laughs> and How did they get the mad ball to turn into the, the guy's face? Like, I didn't get that. Like, he tweaked the transmission? Yeah. Like, I think that's what I, it went. But it didn't I make any know. sense. There, there was a lot of things. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen where even when we get into the next episode, uh, as much as I love that one to death, I mean, there's there's things about the script that you're like, what? Okay. You know, I think that given the limitations on time and resources and stuff, we have to allow them a, allow them a little bit of uh, leeway here with things just not totally making yeah. sense. Yeah, because I think at one point Spock uses two different kinds of measurements. You're like, why would you switch? Just yeah. stick with the same <laughs> right, one. You're not right. making any sense. It's like lighter than air now because you did that. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of inconsistencies. All right, I didn't know that this was the first episode. I'll give it a little more leniency then. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Plus, it introduced Tranya. Have Tran- some Tranya. Oh. That wine. Okay, so is that a thing in the series then? I I, I think it gets mentioned another time yeah. later. Yeah, but Tranya. Which is actually <laughs> grapefruit juice. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Clint, <laughs> Clint, Clint Howard hated it. He had to like pretend. But you could tell he's like... <laughs> Is he like 10 years old or something in this? Yeah, yeah he was pretty like young, man. Yeah, he was a funny, funny little dude. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to shave his head in this. And his dad and him were like, nope, you're not shaving his head. So they just used a ball cap. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. I thought they shaved his head. I couldn't Mm-mm, tell. Nope, it's a bald cap. I thought it was just like with prosthetic. Daddy everything. vetoed that one. Yeah. And then what's funny about that is like, it's like, I don't want you to have no bald head like that. Then like fast forward like 10 years and it's like Clint Howard prematurely bald. (laughs) (laughs) Like dude started having a receding hairline when he was like 14. It's like dad's like, well, so much for that one. (laughs) Isn't his brother one Howard? Yep. Bald as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but Ron Howard was considerably older before he went bald. I mean, like Clint, like, yeah, he's been more follically challenged for more of his life, but. Start going bald in high school and stuff. He's like a strange looking dude, you know. But that's why he's such a great character actor, you know what I mean? He's just interesting to look at and he's <laughs> funny as hell too. Like he's just got that way about him. I, I liked him in the role. I thought it was kind of weird doing the... I would have preferred if they would have let him speak the lines and then maybe just put some kind of weird vocodery effect mm-hmm. on it to make it sound more garbly or something but it's so distracting having what, what was his name i have it here uh walker edmiston was the guy that did the voice and it's so badly like matched up because it's like even when he goes to do that laugh and stuff it's like he opens his mouth and starts to laugh and it's like about a, a <laughs> second and a half later that the voice comes out <laughs> so he's kind of like so bad yeah see that's why it's good to do this show because that like the more i think about it and talk about it i'm like oh yeah this episode is pretty bad (laughs) i would have i thought i liked this episode i do like the episode but eh. i I enjoyed it but i can see why some people wouldn't yeah which is why i put it in the middle i don't know why it gets quite the accolades it does but yeah, I was very surprised to see that. I was like, really? They they market it that high up? Interesting. Hmm. Out of like all the Star Treks, 
Not just the original. Yeah, see, like we're all just of right. Really? We're just yeah. we're just ranking it out of the the ten episodes, ten or eleven episodes we've watched already. Not not out of like all eighty. You know, yeah, that's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. I think that's all we need to say about. Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. <laughs> Vito's like, I'm done. <laughs> I got nothing to say about this one. <laughs> you might know that people be like, Vito didn't have much to say in this one. Yeah, well, there there was a reason for he that. He was trying not to be negative. My my last two notes are, it just ends, question mark, and <laughs> that episode was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the last two notes I have. <laughs> I didn't think the ending was completely... I mean, it made sense in its own way. I mean, we're, we're I, you know, like I'm bored. Can I just have one of your guys go with me? Like, oh, yeah, take them. We'll come back for them. No, we're not. And even that. Yeah. I mean, there just seemed like to be they were totally disarmed by he was this this funny looking, somewhat charming little kid. Well, I guess he wasn't supposed to be a kid. He was like supposed to be diminutive. You know, they went from literally being like, we're going to fucking go in there and kill this motherfucker and his whole crew. And then it's like, no, it's just me and everything. And drink my Tranya. And and so they start drinking his Tranya and being like, yeah, hey, one of you guys should take around, stick around and play with me. And it's like, go on, Bailey, do it. And it's just like, wow, that turned around really fast. <laughs> no, no, right. like we need to look a little bit more into where you come from, and what your intentions are. It's like for all they know, they could have left and been like, see you, Bailey, like keep in touch. It's like, OK, thanks, Captain, blah, blah, blah. And then like all of a sudden, like Bailey turns around and looks at, at Balak and Balak's like, yeah. <laughs> like I need to show you my pleasure room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then there's goes, definitely something in that Tranya that he can <laughs> exactly right. Something with Mickey or something, man. I don't know exactly. That's what I'm saying. You don't know. You just took his word for it, real quick. Yeah, because I was expected as soon as he's like, "Can I keep one of your guys?" And Kirk was like, "Hell no, you keep one of my guys." And so he goes. Bailey, you're up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, exactly. Well, like you said, jump on this, get was, rid of this dude. Stat. Was, yeah, he was already because Kirk was probably already planning like a like a transporter accident <laughs> or like a or like a uh, like a shuttle bay like vapor lock accident or something. It's like Bailey, I think I left my tricorder down in the uh, shuttle bay area. Could you go and retrieve it right away, sir? And then it's like he leaves and shoop, and then it's like Kirk's like. Outer door. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, please open the uh, shuttle bay outer doors. <laughs> Shot out there, like all uh, all Dark Star style. Just shoot out the back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was only too quick to just hoist off, uh, hoist off uh, Bailey on or on uh, Baylock. Mm-hmm. So. Imagine that show. They could have had like an offshoot. It's like Bailey and Baylock. Bailey and Baylock tearing up the universe. Bailey and Baylock. We can't decide which one is worse. You know, it's like. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. On that note, I think we've said enough. Uh, We will be back soon. Uh, the next episode, of course, we're going to do it's technically two episodes, but we're going to do it all in one because it's a two parter. There's no need for us to make an hour out of it. We talked about part of it anyway. Right. Because we talked about the cage and that will be included in the next episode, which is the menagerie. So I'm excited to talk about that one because I love it. (laughs) Uh, So we'll be back next week with that. In the meantime, we will say, can you do it, Megan? She's got to do her. She's got to do her Vulcan greeting for people that listen to us. They're probably like, we don't know what they talk about at the end. At the end of every episode, we try to get Megan to do her Spock live long and prosper. There you go.
Got it. All right. Cool. All right. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper, my man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're so, spilling beer. As I just spilled beer all over. All right, see you later, everybody. See ya. Bye. This communication has ended.